Okay, Robo, and you might have to hop off for a work school thing? Yeah, maybe. I I don't foresee it happening, but if I do, then I'll just kind of wave off and, you know, bounce off. But hopefully uh, things are fine. Had a rough morning. Nicole will just give sure you the, happen. like, uh, may he rest in peace sign off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Robo has yeah, left us. We should be good. <laughs> and He's transitioning. That might, be, that might actually be the, the last time you see me, depending on how that call goes. So, uh, oh, God. Yeah. But, Hopefully it goes well. Yeah, it should be fine. <laughs> Hopefully it just comes after the Rose podcast. in the dark place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else is new? At least I don't have the baton today. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's been a while since I've had it. So Yeah, I'll take it, it has. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Nicole. <laughs> like, I guess selfish with it. It's fine. We all just pass it off to one another. <laughs> yeah, hopefully this is just... This is it. But cool. I'm excited. That was real dramatic. This is it. No, I meant like oh. <laughs> I'll never have trauma after this. Is what I'm saying. It's good. There will be Please. no score good to keep. With that Please don't. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Cool. cool. Are you guys all ready to start? Yes. Yeah. I'm excited. My coconut is leaking. Oh god. Oh god. Shut the. F- <laughs> You know, I can't even say it. Oh my Bro god! I can't hear this shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> so insensitive. I don't know why that affected me the way it did, but uh, you know, yes. it's fine. <laughs> There's your wow. intro, Ro. Yeah. Wow. In a bad place. Uh, All right, let's great. start this. Let's get it started. Okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Health Unfiltered. We are back. I am joined with my two co-hosts and a special guest and Rowan and Nicole, of course. What's up? Hello. What's up? I am still feeling some jet lag. I've been sleeping a lot. <laughs> what else is there? Rose right? just um, not well. I've been not sleeping at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am unwell, but it's good. We're breathing. We're chilling. We're about to be caffeinated, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, God. Fine. <laughs> yes, and I want to introduce our special guests, Allison Joy, which I'm obsessed with your name, which is very happy. But Allison <laughs> is a certified health, life mastery, and sensuality coach. After 15 years of coaching in one form or another, she now focuses 100% on educating women of all ages about their personal sensuality. It's not about age. It's about where you are on your self discovery i freaking love that quote of yours so how are you i am so good i'm so excited to be here and get down on some good good questions <laughs> allison is your name is your name fake like did you legally change it or is it just like <laughs> allison joy you're like because that's like a good marketing name too especially for what you do <laughs> it is and, and it gets even better if i tell you like the whole backstory on that just like super quick but this is so it is my full my full real name and so it's my middle it's my first name and my middle name and I don't like to use my my last name but my maiden name my maiden last name is Lovelace so Allison Joy Lovelace and if you guys are kind of (laughs) young but um back in the day as I as like I grew up my dad was Lovelace, obviously. And there was the porn star Linda Lovelace that like literally 
was the very first like major sex movie that came out Mm -hmm. and her name was Linda Lovelace. And she, (laughs) so my whole time growing up, I was like really embarrassed about this. And now here I am teaching about sex. And it's just like the perfect Full circle. (laughs) So great. And it wasn't even her real name. It's my real name, but yeah, super great. It's so funny. That's hilarious. Is anyone drinking today? What do you guys got anything over there? Well, um, everybody, you know, it's November 1st when we're recording this. And I feel like this is the point where people pick if we're going to stay in fall or if we're going to go full-blown Christmas mode. And I'm normally (laughs) the person that wants to go full-blown Christmas mode. But I am making myself stay in fall for a little bit longer. And I'm having Mm. a pumpkin spice cold brew. And it's really good. Yum. So that's what yeah. I'm drinking. From from what Nicole. company or the law? Oh, how do you say that? Law. Lock... I can't. I can't oh, say wow. it. I'm sorry. I, can't, uh, I don't. I can't read it. It's the La Colombian. La yeah, Colombian? that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, Colombia. Google that it. one. Google La Colombe and then just whatever <laughs> Google suggests. It's just like, that's where that this, the southern accent really gets me. I'm just La like, why Colombe. can't I say some words? <laughs> you should have, like, when we were in um, Iceland and Norway, like, trying to pronounce some of their street names, we were just uh, so even. bad. It was so bad. I cannot imagine. I don't even that... think, I can't even do that. Like all. one was like slot and bacon, and we would be like slot and bacon. And I'm just Jeez, like, what is yes. wrong with us? They're like, you are ruining my culture. And you're like, yeah, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> <They're like, "No." laughs> oh uh, I just have a, a Red Bull. Normally it's uh, sugar free, but um, somebody that went to the grocery store got the wrong one. And I'm not gonna point fingers, I'm not gonna mm. name names, but you know, it just. <laughs> It just is what it is, but yeah, I've been pretty much surviving off of Red Bulls for a couple weeks now. So, oh boy, it's good, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, wow, my sleep is not great. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked. Yeah, I have no idea why I can't close my eyeballs. (laughs) The math ain't mathin'. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, but yeah, so classic classic Red Bull um, for today's podcast. No alcohol in it. I got to get back to work as soon as this is done. So. Yeah, yeah, that was my thought process. I was actually thinking, oh man, I got to find some type of beer. They, like there, you know, I have to have something to show up with. <laughs> and no beer in the house, so um, right now. But so I'm sticking with my matcha. I just am a matcha nice. lover. Matcha. Love it. It's like Take a that. type of tea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like a a green, like in like a very intense green tea, and I like mm. make a latte with it. So. Nice. Sounds refreshing. What about you, Brooke? To Rose Dismay, drinking out straight out of a coconut. (laughs) Shut the hell up. I just walked outside. (laughs) I picked it off a tree. (laughs) I cracked it open with a hammer. Make a row actually like (laughs) jump off. I'm drinking it straight from the source. I'm very happy with life. The sun is out. Uh, oh what God. else you got business is great <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy for you, you guys I am. uh just are gonna have to move to costa rica too and live <laughs> a good life that pure vita life yeah <laughs> yes please yeah maybe amazing <laughs> anyway so yeah you got a, you got a coconut is it just straight coconut water or you do you put anything else in yeah. it yeah 
No, I didn't put anything in it. Yeah. I uh, I'm just enjoying the straight nectar of the earth. Okay. I've been like having a hard time keeping up with my hydration here. It's very hot and like very humid. Even though it's mm. a rainy season, it's just hard to keep up with. So usually mm. a coconut a day does the trick. Sometimes two. Sometimes That's two. the secret. Nice. nice. <laughs> there we go. And when you buy it, are you are you asking for it in Spanish? I'm practicing, but I'm still terrible. And like everyone will, they might smile and chuckle a little bit and correct me. Uh, no one's just straight up made fun of me. So I think we're, we're doing okay. That's I good, actually yeah. think I might've found a 12 year old that will tutor me. And I actually think that might be a good comprehension <laughs> level for me. It's like, yeah. it's just yeah. talk, That's amazing. you know, basic levels, but it's weird. Cause in school, I, like I can I maybe I could order off the McDonald's menu and that's all I learned studying Spanish in school and so now being here it's totally different because it's you just conversation McDonald's menu? yeah I'm very confused <laughs> no, it's like, like lesson I'll take one, a numero Burger uno oh, lesson two McDonald's I was lesson like three, did they literally Wendy's. give you the McDonald's <laughs> menu and start going over words instead Una of Big Mac it's Grande Mac you're like okay yeah we got it oh my god Wow, the important words that they think the kids are going to need. Public (laughs) education, people. Public education. No, she went to private school. Remember, we talked about this. Yeah, so it was only until um, then I went to high school and I studied Spanish in high school when I was in public. To be fair, Mm. there we go. I I'm currently on a I think it's a 118 day streak on Duolingo. So you could always uh, use Duolingo. Mm. I love that little that little app. Just teach me things every now. Well, not really teach me, but. Remind me, I'm like, okay, that's how you say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, things that they say differently here, us. too. Yeah, well, yeah they, I mean. you have to find like the the slang words mm-hmm. for oh, yeah. locals. But that's just being there, you know? No, yeah. this Spain Spanish is weird to me, but. Everyone's favorite word man. here is my, and it means bro. My? Que paso my? <laughs> I'm like, what is? What are they saying? It's like that was bro. <laughs> yeah. Never heard that one, so now I know. Uh-huh. Yeah, look, we all learned something. Yeah, <laughs> we do have a question of the week, and it's about hunger cues, which I know we've we probably should do a whole episode on some of this stuff soon, just for a refresher. But the question was, I'm not getting regular hunger cues. What am I missing? <clears throat> yeah, so this is a great question because I think with all the information that we hear about traditional hunger and when we should or shouldn't be eating um, can like kind of muddy the water here. So a lot of people think that hunger only means that my stomach is growling. That's how I know I'm hungry and hunger cues come in so many different forms. So this is where really tuning into your body is a great practice of noticing different ways that your body communicates hunger. That could be through getting a headache. That could be through all of a sudden you're feeling really tired and it's the middle of the day. And then maybe you take like a body scan and you're like, oh, I haven't eaten in five hours. So that could be a hunger cue. Um, That could be a decrease in concentration or focus. And um, yes, the growling of your stomach can also be one, but I would definitely encourage this person to start to explore all the other hunger cues that are out there and start to kind of pick 
okay, this is one I know I've experienced before and this is one I know I've experienced before. So you're not just waiting to hear your stomach growl. You're really taking into consideration the whole picture. Yeah, exactly. And I think understanding it's really about building this mind-body connection and understanding how your body is communicating with you. And once you crack the code and you start to recognize the patterns, it'll be really easy. Like I know for mm-hmm. me, I, I don't feel stuff in my stomach. I don't, I don't know why, but it, you know, it's like, I'll start to get shaky. I'm losing focus. I'm getting low energy. And then I'm like looking at the clock. When was the last time I ate? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love shedding light on not everyone just like is this carbon copy and it doesn't look the same for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know I have a couple posts on my Instagram. You might have to scroll for a minute to see different hunger cues that can present. Um, But also, if you Google, there's a lot of good resources and PDFs that will give you a good list of all the different hunger cues that you could experience. And you can kind of start to go through that list and check the ones that you feel um, align with your experience. (laughs) It's all of them. (laughs) Yeah, I'm always hungry. (laughs) Ro is like, <laughs> is depression a sign of hunger? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just really hungry. Yeah, that's what it is. It's all good. Uh, well, I'm really, really excited for our podcast today. So let's just dive right in. Let's do it. Today, we're going to go over one of the dimensions of health we have never covered. I love that we're starting to branch out more into different aspects of health and wellness. So I'm extra excited for this episode. Because I want us to kind of break away from some of the taboo that comes around sex and pleasure, especially for women. We're definitely going to talk about it more from the female perspective because that is Miss Allison Joy's specialty. Um, So just wanted to lay that little fact. But I'm really excited for us to dive into some of the challenges and how to navigate stuff. But first, I really want you to share your journey of what led you to this work. Like, how did you go? Because I know you had a background in health and like fitness so what led you here so yeah it was it's been quite the journey (laughs) just like we all have quite the journey to tell i'm sure but it was it all started with the so we were running a crossfit gym my husband and i for the last well it was 14 years by the time i sold it and we we're super stoked because we have actually majority women of clients as opposed to most CrossFit gyms were just so heavy masculine. Right. And so we thought it was super cool. I mean, I mean, it wasn't like a major difference, but there was enough to notice that we have a lot of women at our gym. And so as we were going through that journey, noticed that these women just, they weren't seeing their progress, like as much as we would tell them, you know, and I would work with them, I worked a ton of nutrition with them. And they were noticeably getting better, fitter, stronger, looking better naked, right? And they just were not seeing it. So that was my very first step into deep diving into giving my clients more. And so that's when I went into life coaching and um, female um, empowerment stuff on top of my nutrition. And I started working one-on-one with clients and it was really fascinating because we uncovered so many things, but what kept coming back was this missing piece about sensuality and sexuality. And, and I was super honored because I worked with a lot of women actually that if I think about it, it was like almost half of them were either 
in a regular relationship, like heterosexual relationship. And then we're like, oh, time out. Like something's changing. Something's happening with me. Why am I attracted to another woman? And so there was like this whole piece. I was starting to like go, what? I don't, I need to learn more about sex and not just the act of sex. I need to understand like energy and, 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 and female and masculine energy. And so that was originally why I like went into it. But most coaching, and you guys probably know this, is like when you start working with a group of people and they start to show something all similar, it's either something that you've dealt with yourself, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, I can support these people with this. Or it can actually be kind of this reflection of something that you need to work on with yourself, right? And so I kind of was like, oh, my goodness, I've been married now for 20, we've been together 25, 24 years and been married for 22, 23 years. And I thought things were fine. Like we get along fine. Everything was great. And and we had decent sex life. So I was like, I don't, I, I think this is just for my clients. I was so wrong. So wrong. The transformation that it did for me was mind blowing. I didn't realize I had some really deep rooted insecurities from childhood, from just being completely uneducated about the female body. Like we are not educated about it at all. And so I realized, oh my goodness, like there's all these things that were completely holding me back. So that's why I started to deep dive into it. And now I, yeah, that's my focus now, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I love that so much. So like Mm -hmm. there was stuff that was mirrored back to you and has also, you've gone through your own transformation along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was not, and in a way that you weren't expecting, right. You're just like, okay, I really want to learn about this. But then all of a sudden when it starts calling you out on personal things, you're like, Mm -hmm. oh man, the, the purpose changes all of a sudden and you're way more invested into learning because it's something personal you're dealing with now. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a great testament of just like the human experience of we always think like, Oh, I'm good in that area. I don't need to like explore it. It's fine. But like, we don't know what we don't know. And so the more (laughs) we dive into a certain topic, we get to learn and we get to change our mind and that's how we grow as people. So that's really cool. Yeah, I think that a lot of people don't realize, just like with everything that you guys do, it's the same thing of like nutrition or like strength training, right? Like you sit there and you naturally people know how to eat. Naturally, people kind of know how to exercise, right? Like (laughs) they, they kind of know how. And then, but in order for you to get really good at something, you have to deep dive into it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I say for people with sensuality or or learning about their sexuality is like, yeah, the sexuality part of things. Yes. Sex is natural. It's a natural thing that we all are, we just are conditioned to do to reproduce, but that doesn't mean you can be, you're good at it by any means. (laughs) Right. Like it can be really bad at it. (laughs) Uh, being good at it is not a prerequisite for producing children from the act. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> Imagine yeah. if it was. 
I think there would be a lot less children then. Yeah. <laughs> be We'd be learning some new things real quick. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Something is not working. Yeah. <laughs> Very fair. So what's your big mission or like your intention with this work and how you support women? So my biggest goal, honestly, with all this is really just to get the information out to the masses because we have been so kept in the dark, right? So understanding that, I mean, they they just released a study out this week talking about how originally um, we were all thinking that the our clitoris has eight thousand nerve endings right and we're thinking wow that's incredible because a man's penis only has four thousand so hello like we're (laughs) double as sensitive has anybody even talked about it no not at all right and so we were thinking wow this is great but now they've even come out saying that we have more than ten thousand nerve endings there because they're just finding more and more and we're finally studying and educating the woman's body for the first time and we weren't even in the Wikipedia until 2025, 2000, and, or I'm sorry, 2005. I was like, Allison, where are you from? When are you from? <laughs> I am here this study doesn't exist she yet, but back. it's coming. She came back <laughs> yeah. for us. She's saving us from ourselves. The power of sex is way more powerful than we thought. It's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, in 2005. And so it's like, that's why most of us were so in the dark, even when, you know, we were in high school and some of this stuff was happening. So I really, really want women to be fully educated on not only their anatomy, but like really tap into what they like and and know that they're on this planet because they deserve pleasure themselves. And it's not a chore. It's not something that we should be doing for the opposite sex. Like, and it makes it easier for the opposite sex as well on them when we know exactly what we want and what we like, it just makes it easy. It's not fair to put it onto somebody else, right? Your pleasure is your own responsibility. And I just want to get the information out there so we can talk about it more. It's more normal to talk about. It affects everything from our selling, right? Running our business to our relationships, to how we show up in life, our health. Like it, everybody's just ignored it up until recently. I love following you because I like learning about these things because there aren't a lot of people talking about it so I love that you share a lot of this information and are just trying to make this normal just like any other aspect of health right like if you really care about your nutrition and you've mastered that and you've mastered your exercise and then maybe you've mastered meditation like this is just one other aspect of health that you can deep dive into Exactly, exactly. And it is, it's hard to get the information out because of social media. (laughs) And like what you can put out and you can't put out, but then you see what's on TikTok and you're like, what is happening? Like, (laughs) like, all I'm trying to do is educate and you guys are, it's just mind blowing to me. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that part has been really frustrating on trying to understand, but I am not gonna, I'm not giving up no matter what, like, this is Mm -hmm. so important to me. And And to just like teach and then, like I said, like normalize it and start to teach people that like we need to tap into this, not just for 
funsies, which is absolutely great, but it's, it, it changes everything. And like a couple of the things that I was really like trying to get through to people too, is it's not just about having more sex, right? Like that everybody's like, Oh, so you're just somebody that's like, tries to teach people how to have more sex or, or teach them the different ways to orgasm. And it's like, whoa, whoa, like, well, that's a part of it. Like that's the fun part, (laughs) but there's also the, like, where are we at right now? And like, how do we get there? Because a lot of us would love to wake up one day and just be like, yeah, let me be fully in my feminine, completely embodied and just dripping in sex. Right. Like, yeah, that would be really fun, but there's a process (laughs) that needs to happen. And that process usually isn't easy to go through. And so for me, what with my journey is I just dug deep in like hardcore, like I jumped into the deep end and I didn't know if I was going to get back out because I was just like, wanted all this information so bad. And I'm a terrible swimmer. And so I just (laughs) stayed there and just like tried to just drowned in information. And um, so with my course, what I decided to do was like design a how to, because as much as I was reading about all these books, I was like, okay, how do I do that? How do I get into that? Like, I know I can see why that's important and I can see what the benefits are, but like, how do I get there? Like how, and so that was probably the frustrating part in like kind of having to make my own path to get through. And so that's why I decided to do this course because it's like, it's one, it's completely self-paced. So that's the beauty of it is it's like kind of private where people can kind of do it on their own. It's not an easy topic to just be super open and talk about like I am now because of what I've been through and I'm comfortable with it now, but most people aren't. And so it gives you the actual steps and like the, the prog, the, yeah, the path to get there and the how to's instead of being like, Hey, this is why it's important. You guys just start doing it. And it's like breaking down limiting beliefs, you know, of what are we holding on to? What are these fears that are coming up around this topic? And how do we talk about those? And then it's understanding polarities, right? Really understanding the energy and then like deep diving into anatomy. So it's like a, it's a process that has to happen. And I think that when people start to break those pieces apart, it becomes easier to digest instead of being like, oh yeah, you need to be completely in your feminine tomorrow. And here you go. And because there's so much talk right, right now of like selling in your feminine and you need to drop into this in your feminine and this in your feminine or, or stop doing it in the masculine. Yeah. 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 And it's like, okay, well then great. How do I do that? What does that mean? And how do I actually do that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because all honesty, I don't know about you guys, but it's like, when you, if you've learned about meditation or you learn, you learn about like different spiritual stuff, it's not easy just to do. It's like you, it's, it's hard. It's hard to do. And so what happens? Nobody wants to do it. (laughs) It's hard to do, you know? So you have to make things really easy and, and, and very teachable. I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's the key. Well, I think it's it's like a skill, right? It, everything, you know, you can argue everything's a skill, but you don't just, some people are naturally good at something, but it still takes time to develop. And 
things like meditation, I think, also are a skill. And so it should stand a reason that being your most, I don't know how you phrase it, divine feminine or like masculine self, self or whatever, uh, takes time and takes discipline to like work on. And then it's also like you're not the same person you were yesterday. So it's this consistent change in like, okay, maybe I enjoyed that five years ago. And that's how I really saw myself as a person. But now I have a whole family or I'm not in that same job capacity or I don't align myself with these values anymore. So it's like something that is inherently tied to like (laughs) who we are as people. Uh, So it's going to change or it has the ability to change almost daily. So I think that's part of why it's so difficult to to te- I mean, obviously, I don't teach that, but from what you're talking about, like that's that has to be a reason. It's just like the nutrition and health stuff, right? Like, it's easier for me to train when I'm 18 years old and in college than it is when I'm 65 and in pain and whatnot. So, um, totally, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I love I love that you brought that up because that's exactly it. It's like, how do you? your body is always changing, right? Yeah. And so your desires are always going to be changing. Like you, the, your relationship is changing. And so like, how do you create the connection and keep the connection in a relationship, right? Too. And it's like, that's so important to me. And and I feel like that is definitely lacking in like the whole feminine divine teaching of energy thing uh, like online is um i love it i think everybody should still be talking about it more but there's such a huge piece on the life experience right is like yeah when i was in my 20s if someone was teaching me about sexuality and you know i'd be like okay yeah this is absolutely great but now in my 40s now that i have two teen boys and now i've been married for 20 years things are very different like how to you can't speak to me if you're 20 years old and trying to teach me that because you haven't lived through that. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, I'm it's like, like telling the single mom, like just make time to exercise. You're like, what the fuck? What are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And like, mm-hmm. why aren't you just wandering around, you know, spending all your time doing sensual dance? Well, I would love to do that. But unfortunately my two teen boys don't want to see their moms doing that around the house. <laughs> like, I just, I very fair yeah. so it is like understanding the situation and then like and then where you're at with that and and taking it on a personal level of learning for sure yeah what do you feel like are some of the challenges that come up for people and I know you brought up a good point which is like the way we were brought up I I know for me there was like a huge religious context that was you know instilled really young but what are some of the things that you see people struggle with when they're like, you know, starting to explore this kind of work? Yeah. I mean, I don't try to talk too much into religion because people are all over the place with that, but it is a huge, huge influence on like what is accepted and what is not accepted. And then I honestly really believe that the, that has now created obviously the huge culture influence on everybody. So then us as women, like we are naturally so nurturing and we want, we're so caring about everybody. The problem is we're too caring about what people think. Right. 
And so the fear of judgment has to be the biggest fear that I deal Mm -hmm. with with when it comes to this. And so, yeah, fear of change, fear of being not accepted, fear of people not understanding why they're doing it, right? And so it's kept really very private and closed. And but the the biggest reality with that is we're changing anyways, right? I mean, we're changing no matter what. So it's kind of coming to this understanding that either you're going to grow and get better or you're going to grow and do nothing, right? Like, which one do you want to do? Either one, you're going to be changing. So like, you better just start picking for the better. Mm -hmm. And when the more education that we have about our bodies, it's so empowering when we show up to anything. And, and that's the, that's the biggest thing I see is the fear of change, fear of judgment, or just honestly, where they just get frozen, like they have no nowhere else to turn because they just think, okay, yeah, if it was religious background or even just their parents being super strict or whatever, they're just like, I don't even, I don't even know what I don't know. Like Nicole said earlier, right? Like you just don't even know what you don't know. And, and for me, I'm just like, it is, it blows your mind when you start diving into this, the power that women have when they can really be a hundred percent accepting of their bodies and what it does. And I feel like we kind of do things backwards. At least I felt like I did things backwards because I, I was overweight at one point and I struggled with that and it just kind of stuck with me. And so it took me like six years to lose weight, which I, looking back, it's like, I felt like it took forever, but actually not. And then I had all my hormone issues, all my gut issues. And then I got super obsessed with CrossFit and was so into CrossFit, but it was still never filling that self-love and self-acceptance piece that I was doing all of it. I was an empowerment coach. I knew all the fucking tools, right? And I was doing all the fucking meditations and I was doing all these things. And then why wasn't it working? Like I had this great life of a smoking hot husband. Like what is going on? (laughs) And so now it's like looking back on it, the moment I dove into myself, the more that I learned about my body, the more I learned about me, it just naturally broke those walls down. And there was like this deep, really deep, deep love for who I was naturally. And I wasn't expecting that either. It was like a surprise. It was like, oh my goodness, all of a sudden I'm not like, you know, belittling myself or telling myself I'm not good enough or, you know, having imposter syndrome, like all those things that we carry with from with women and that all of a sudden just disappeared. So like, that is what I want to see for people. Like I would love for all of us to just love ourselves and be, just accept us for who we are. We're all different and unique for that reason, you know? Definitely. I love it. I do want to ask, so we had kind of talked a little bit about masculine and feminine energy, and I always think this is an interesting conversation to have. So maybe this is someone's first time even hearing these terms, which by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, we hold both of these energies, regardless of whatever gender or sexuality or whatever expression we hold both of these energies. And so like when we're talking about embodying divine feminine energy or healthy feminine energy, what does that look like? So let me touch on the energy real quick and then we'll talk about what that looks like. So 
I loved learning about feminine and masculine energy because it was like this huge clarity of understanding people and humans and how we are. And it's just, it's so awesome. We could just do a huge masterclass on it really. But, um, but the biggest thing for me was understanding. Yes. So we are both masculine and feminine energy. That's just the way it goes. And I originally thought that it was like opposites, but it's not, it's more of complementary energy that like supports each other. And that's amazing. But unfortunately, generations after generations have really promoted like the workforce energy, which is very masculine energy, right? And nothing is bad. Like I totally love masculine and a feminine energy. I'm not one of those people that are like, we have to be in our feminine all the time. It's just the way we are because that's not, <laughs> that's not realistic, right? Like we, we wouldn't survive. And so it's just, it's the way it goes and it's, it's all perfect the way it is. So, but what happens is when we get out of balance. And so for generations and generations, we've been pulled to work harder, especially for women, right? If you're going to pull your own, you got to work harder, you got to be tougher. And I completely agree with like, you got to hold your own and do not give me any credits because I'm a woman, right? Like, let me, let me prove I can do it. But it's pushed so core into the doing, doing, doing energy. And so for women, in order for us to balance out the heavy masculine energy, we have to have 10 times the feminine expression to balance that out. And so if we're not really focusing on like the feminine energy traits of being like, okay, allow myself to sit back and receive, allow myself to have help, allow me to tap into pleasure and, um, and feeling good in my body and doing things for my body, because women are always about like, you know, oh, I got to do, do, do for everybody else. And then when they ask us, or when people ask us, like, do you want us to do anything for you? Oh, no, no, I got it right. Like, we never even take, we never even receive, like, we just instantly push it off. So that's where we have to understand it's like, no, 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 we need to have this flow. And it's not like a true balance, like a 50% masculine or 50% feminine. It's this flow that we can understand when we can receive. And then we have this flow of knowing when we can take aligned actions into doing. And then like um, when they talk about like Taoism and like the yin and yang, that's our core, like our core energy. And so that's where they say, like, inside your core, you'll be either yin, which is feminine, or masculine, which is, or yang. So with that being said, it makes so much sense why people change and grow and attract and want things differently, because our energies change around our core essence, basically. And it's like, you can be super attracted to one person at one thing. And then all of a sudden, like a couple years later, you're like, why is this not meshing and not working? It's because your, your energies of the stuff that you're working are now needing complementary energies that maybe that person isn't giving you. And that's so true, whether that is heterosexuals or same sex relationships, right? It doesn't matter because we're all carrying the different energies that are attracting complementary energies that they need. And everybody's different. And it, there's no like scientific 
way that you can be, yep, you are 70% in your masculine and 30% in your feminine, <laughs> right? It's all about how you feel. And so when you were asking then about healthy, uh, like feminine energy, like what that looks like, it's, it's not really a, it's, it's not a really a visual, right? It's more of this energy that you're giving off and being super embodied with. So when you're lacking feminine energy, it shows up as insecurities, right? It shows up as um, just unhappy. You're kind of just unhappy and you don't really know why. You're very like judgmental. Maybe you have some sisterhood wounds, right? You just are kind of judgy with other women. So it it shows up in these ways where if you're really grounded in both your masculine and feminine energy and you feel really supported, then you're going to walk in that that confident, radiant woman that we all dream about being, right? We can think about some of these stars that are like dripping in sensuality and, you know, you've got your Beyonce's or whatever that like walk in and they claim the room, right? Their energy claims the room for a reason. And so like that is where you see health. Like you are really confident in your own body and it doesn't matter. You don't give a fuck what anybody is going to say about you, right? Like you go in like strong. And so I kind of describe masculine and feminine energy and I cannot remember who I got this from. It might've, you know what it, I can't remember who it was. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the name like, thing. It, yeah, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. See? You know, it's probably right in front of me on this book that's right in front. Um, but it's like they gave the best description of fem- feminine and masculine energy. And it's like the literally like a river bank, right? And so you have this rip roaring river that can be super chaotic and crazy. And, and then there's parts that are super calm and, and really relaxed and great. Well, the water is the, is feminine energy. It can be ups and it can be downs. It can be all over. The river bank is that masculine energy. It's that secure energy of like, no matter what, baby, I got you. Like you, you're good. And that is one, a very, very secure masculine energy, right? Of being like, I, you're going to be whoever you are, and I'm just going to kind of be here to support you and keep you safe. And that's what we have to hold not only in our own bodies, but that's what we want to attract, right? Like that's the complementary energy that most women are searching for. Yeah, I think in so much of this too is understanding yes, these concepts, but understanding yourself and these different traits and how they show up in you. And like, in your opinion, why is it so important for women to understand their bodies in this way and to be this connected? It, because it shows up in every single part of your life, every single part of your life, right? If you're going to be fully, fully happy with everything, you have to start within yourself first. And the all and like that saying of it is very true. You can only love somebody else as much as you love yourself. And forever, I was like, that is not true. That is not true. I love I was about to say. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Right. right? <laughs> I, am, I was with you for so long. I was like, that is not true because I am not happy with who I am yet. I'm always. I'm always that. 
goal person. I was always like, when I reach that goal, when I reach this goal. And, and then I was like, and I love my husband and my kids way more than I love myself. That is not true anymore. The, now that I like really dove into myself and really learned who I was and accepted who I was and overcame these deep insecurities, I was like, dude, I fucking love myself. <laughs> yeah. Love it. And these guys are all right out here. They're cool. I keep them around. Yeah. But it, it, so it's a, it's, it's so important for you to us to know our bodies. I mean, it's just, I think we've, and I, and this generation is at least open to it. Right. Like if you talk about like our parents, um, generations and stuff, they're just like, they don't really want to have anything to do with it, nor do they care about it even now. I have a handful of ladies that are like in their fifties that have been reaching out and asking out. And I was like, yes, like Mm -hmm. doesn't matter the age, right? Like they're just finally like, you know what? I'm done trying to please people. I want to just focus on me now, you know, like let's do it. And it just enhances all their other relationships. It makes everything easier. I love that. One of the coolest clients I ever had was in her 60s. And that was kind of her realization. She's like, I've taken care of everyone else. And now all my kids have left the house and I want to take care of me. And I was like, you're a badass. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. And and I think that it's if we can make, if you look at like relationships and sadly, like divorce rates overall, right? Like nobody gets into a relationship being like, okay, well, yeah, there's a good chance we'll be a divorce in five years. Like, I don't think anybody wants to do that. But unfortunately, the foundations are started not great. And it's like, if we can somehow, if you're already in a relationship, then let's make sure we find that solid foundation to keep you guys going for a lifetime. Like I'm looking forward to retirement for the first time, you know, and everybody's like, Oh my God, your husband retired. What are you going to do? And I'm like, we get to fucking hang out and do cool shit. Like, (laughs) what do you think? Like, what, what do you mean? But like most relationships, they come to that time and they're dreading it. Right. They're like, Oh my God, all this time together, like that's going (laughs) to be terrible. And so it's like, they, we need to change this. Like people are not happy and that's not how they walk into the relationship. So I think that if we, if we really worked on the sex piece, cause it's either sex or money that freaking makes divorce. Like it's, it's one or two things mm-hmm. like, and we can't, you know, I mean, if you want to focus on money, great, but I would much rather focus on pleasure. And that sounds more fun. Uh, money can buy a lot of pleasure. You know? <laughs> <laughs> can buy sex with other people. No, I'm just oh, well, there you go. Oh. Right, right. And this is the difference between masculine and feminine energy. Oh, uh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rose got that checked. Yeah, but it is super, super fascinating because I, I love the fact that we were going to have a guy on here because, um, because oh, my my <laughs> my husband has been listening to me forever now with all this. Stuff. <laughs> so he's and like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like all about it. Well, now, now he's made it like, oh my goodness. Like his thing is like now trying to educate other men on just let her figure out her stuff because you get the reward tenfold, right? Like let her figure it out. And the hangups that men have with toys and things like that, like curious is it's like, I think, tell me if I'm yes or no, 
but how much easier would it be and like not as much pressure for you as a man if you met somebody that was or your girlfriend or wife or whatever that's like no I want this like this is what I want you to do that you'd be like fuck great (laughs) yeah i mean i I think that kind of goes back to what you were saying about how uh like what do we say that not everyone just because you have sex doesn't mean you're good at it right uh and there's there's so many people that can can have like sex and it's bad and they're like oh that's just how it is right like it's good to me because that's kind of how it's always been and then you start having sex with the right person or you're in a relationship with someone who like gets you or, you know, there's like, yeah. I know like I'll shit on both of these uh, women here when they talk about like <laughs> energies and stuff, but like, yeah, there's something inherent when you like connect with someone you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is, this is my person like in the bedroom, outside of the bedroom, like everywhere else. And like, then it's like, Oh, well, even if I wanted to, have sex with someone else like it wouldn't be the same because this person knows what I like I know what they like they tell me I tell them and so then it's like you know like at that point it's just like oh that other that other person's like not the person that I'm in a relationship with but like that person that I may be having sex with who is not it like in my energy is just a body and it's not like Mm -hmm. a person who I'm like oh I'll talk to you afterwards. I'll talk to you before. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like this is just a part of like our life together. So yeah, I mean, I I think it's, it's, it's easy now to, to say like, of course I would rather have someone who knows what I like. But if you had asked me 10 years ago or something, I'd have been like, (laughs) no, like I, I need someone who like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) As long as I'm getting my rocks off, like it's fine. And, and so it, it is funny how, you know, and a lot of things change. Like one, you, I got into a relationship with someone who I love and cherish, and that's a huge thing. But it's also just like being around each other because we live together and whatnot. It's like you just pick up on things that you just are like, oh, she. I know I said that it made her laugh or it made her do this. Like maybe I'll try doing that later or whatever. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of yeah reasons why that's just way better. <laughs> like I don't yeah, know how so, anyone could disagree. So with that. much, so much better. It's like like they talk about the analogy of like if you're. I I know that this is like really a true difference between men and women too of being like um, just they say like if you are if you just have sex to have sex it's basically you're just masturbating with another body (laughs) and that is true right like because the connections aren't really there but when you have that intimate connection then that's when things start to change and so it's but unfortunately I I love that your relationship it seems like there's definitely some good communication that's going on. A lot of times it's like, how do we get that comfortable with somebody? So a lot of women struggle in the sense of being like finding that safety with somebody of being that comfortable to, to say what they want or desire. Right. It's just like, that's a hard place to get to. And I think that um, when men understand even like female sensuality of even just what we need overall, then 
it allows that connection to happen faster, right? Like we're mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, this, I do feel safe in this situation. I can ask and I can say something. And that's like the biggest thing. My next course is actually like female sensuality for men, like the knowledge so that we can get that information out. Because if all of us women are now really embodied, <laughs> It still doesn't help when we have half the sex sure. not understanding <laughs> what's happening. Like, what do I do with these 10,000 nerve endings? Totally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the fact that they're not just where the button is, right? Like people are like, oh my goodness, it's, there's that many in that little button. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like we we have a wishbone. We have all these things that are happening. And I think the biggest I think the biggest challenge between men and, and women actually are the, the time situation and the time that it takes for women to be fully aroused is mind blowing to men because they are rip run ready to go. Mm -hmm. Like the, you know, they just instantly you say sex, they're ready. Like, let's go. And women are like, whoa, 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 like what? Like time, like time out, like, and so to like get people, men and women on the same page with that of being like, okay, there is a discrepancy. Like they say the average time for intercourse. And I think this is being extremely generous is like six minutes. And, uh, um, and so long. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i had to you know i had to say it. <laughs> totally. i'm so happy you did no, so it's like okay so if we know that this is like the moment that the moment that we have get to intercourse is six or seven minutes max and we know as women we need 20 to 30 minutes for full arousal there's a fucking major discrepancy there and mm -hmm. so like, that's where it's so imperative to really focus on that buildup, really focus on that foreplay for women and allow her, that will teach her to feel safe. That will teach her, her to let the guard down. Like if she knows that there's somebody that's paying that much attention to her and isn't rushing to just hurry up and get in, then things change. And so I I would get these questions from guys that would be like, what do you mean I got to do the work? I'm all, the fucking work? What do you mean work? Like, what do you mean work? Like, so like for, so it was mind blowing to me that they were thinking like, okay. And I get like, okay, if they ask for a massage, they're thinking, oh great. It's like the shoulder massage. And then the, the gal's going to roll over and go to sleep. Like, that's not the work I'm I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, be intimate, have foreplay, play around, like do all these things first. And then that way she is completely ready. You are obviously rip roaring ready and like ready to go. And then it's like, everybody gets what they want and it's becomes so much easier. Yeah. I was cracking up at that thing you posted the other day, a meme. And it was like, <laughs> if you don't understand the importance of foreplay, go down a water slide with no water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it was so dying. perfect. It was so perfect. You just spit yeah. on the water tube. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted. I had a question because I feel like you brought up really good points about in being in partnership. So, for someone who maybe doesn't have these kinds of conversations with their partner, right? Like you're just kind of doing the routine, sex routine. Like that's definitely a thing, right? 
how does someone Every bring up five o'clock? Yeah, like how does? Right, right. So weird. yeah, how are you like? Hey, honey, let's spice it up. You know, like how do you have that conversation, or at least try to start? I well, I always personally recommend people to start just on their own first, like just start learning about your body first, start figuring out what you like first. And then I actually just came out and you guys will have to grab it. It's a, it's actually a freebie of sexy communication, like how to, how to in use that sex. Cause we don't like to use our voice. Um, it takes us a long time to be really comfortable using our voice during sex and it's imperative for orgasms too. So we like, we have to get used to that. And so it's this little, it's, it's amazing little like cheat sheet on like words you can say or body movements that you can do to kind of increase like the movement or direction of what you want more of. And this leads to the no fucking faking orgasm thing that I just like, I uh, I am on a mission to get through this to everybody about this. You're just hurting your own self. Don't do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm like, we do not want to encourage more of what we don't like. Like that makes no sense. Like don't do it because then he's going to, men are simple minded and they do really want to please us. And I think that they get shafted with that of being like, okay, well, I thought you really liked this. Like you were full on having an orgasm and you're like, actually hated it. Like it's terrible. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's insane. And I think we can all laugh and joke about like that, that movie uh, again, no names. I can't remember any of the names, but um, where Meg Ryan literally fakes that, that orgasm in the middle of a restaurant. And it's like, oh, when Harry met Sally, joke. right? Yeah. Yeah. And People think like that is funny, but it's 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 kind of a real thing because of the situation that gets set up for us, right? Like if you meet somebody that you're brand new with and it's like, let's say he is all about your pleasure, right? Like he's he's like, nope, like we are not moving forward until you you have your orgasm. Like I'm putting you first and you're like, great. <laughs> Like, this is going to be great. <laughs> no pressure whatsoever. Like, none. And and so it's like, when you meet somebody brand new and you're in that situation, it's like, oh, shit. Well, I might as well just fake an orgasm because we can move on. And, and it sucks that people are in that situation and can't just be open to the idea of pleasure is pleasure, whether it leads anywhere. And that, And that's one of the big things is, like, I really try to teach women at the very beginning of the orgasm is not the goal. Like pleasure is the goal. Like let go of that expectation because we hold back when we're just so goal driven and then we can't reach it. Right. And so we have to really learn to like, like let go, let, let go. And the more that we can kind of show our partners that like, and even maybe even doing like a fun, I always think about this for brand new couples of being like a really fun worksheet that I have is like a yes, no, maybe. And it's about, it goes over all these different things, like different sexual positions, different types of kinks, different things like that. And it, it was like super fun one night um, when I was going through this journey, my husband and I were like over a couple glasses of wine. I was like, Hey, you know what? I got this worksheet. Let's do this. <laughs> 
And, um, I need, and I need a couple like, more drinks. Give me a second. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, like, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> fill, me, fill me up another whiskey and start it up. And I like, okay. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, you're going to answer and then I'm going to answer. And he's like, great. <laughs> like, this is going to be really good. <laughs> and, but it was really fun actually. And, and the reality is we have been together now for so long that aren't, we're pretty similar in like the things that we are willing to do. Um, but I learned about things that I was open to that I never thought I would have been before because of my healing journey, where before it would have been like, no, that is off the table. I will not do that whatsoever. And now I was like, oh, oh hey, that kind of sounds like fun. You know, like, let's give it a go. So it's like almost a whole rebirth that happens. And, and so it makes it super fun in a relationship too, because now all of a sudden you're kind of both starting fresh, you know, there's new things for him to learn about me. And there's more things that I'm willing to learn about him because I'm secure with myself now where before I wasn't. Yeah, I feel like so much of this journey is really good communication and like connection to your own body and your own experience, which then has leads to this like self-love and confidence so it's just so empowering in a way that yes having like a fitness routine and seeing results or and having you know other parts will but I truly feel like that's why I'm so grateful you're here and we can start to have this conversation I just feel like this work is so important and like it makes me really happy that's all I had to say (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think I think it's also worth noting and and I'm sure you you tell like people that you've worked with for a long time or people that come come and talk to you after they've worked for you, that it's probably important to have these conversations from time to time, right? Because just like we talked earlier and just like we've talked about with fitness and, and health and nutrition, it's like there are seasons in your life where you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I can make it to the gym, I can da-da-da, and I can always have sex or I, I'm always in the mood to try whatever. And other times where you know, like I am too stressed to even think about having an erection or think about being right. aroused and to be able to, again, I'm in a great relationship where I can be like, I feel like I'm going to die. I am, I'm not in a headspace where like, <laughs> I don't even want to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you know, like even you're right. I think as, as, as males, it's like generally we're ready to pop off at any second and you know, it could be 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. and the house is quiet. You're like, well, I'm alone, so let me just roll one out real quick. Right. Like, that's just like <laughs> right. the simple mind of man, right? But yeah. just like everyone else, there are times where you are stressed or something's going on. And it's like no amount of foreplay is going to get me in the mood, is going to get her in the mood, like or anything. And I think sometimes if you aren't having those conversations and you can be like, is it me? Like, am I doing something wrong? And it's like, well, no, your partner just didn't verbalize that they're in a really bad place mentally, or maybe they woke up and physically they're like, ah, today I just don't feel like I look hot or attractive in my own body. So like, I don't want to take my shirt off in front of you or anything. And like right. being able to talk about those things, whether it's like a, an old relationship, a new relationship, whatever, or you're just like in a situation ship, right? Being able to talk about those things is like super important so that it so that it, you know, you're at least being honest with yourself and then the person you are sleeping with is also like 
not getting any sort of like bad energy or thinking that it's their fault because yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. All, you, you know. That was so, yeah. It's so incredible. Yeah. I agree with you a thousand percent on that. Just having, and then feeling comfortable enough to be able to talk like that is so amazing because what is that woman going to do? Yeah. If there's no community, they instantly, they're like, Oh great. He doesn't like me. As if I'm yeah. Yeah. You know, we go down that whole rabbit hole of everything. And, and that is a huge piece. Like I would talk to my husband about it several times too. And he goes, yeah, you, and women don't realize the, the pressure of the insecurities that men can have. And with stress, like in his, his job is super stressful too. And he'll, he'll be like, yeah. And it doesn't, like you said, it, sometimes it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't even care like what you're wearing, what you're dressed or what you're not wearing. Like I, my brain is so distracted and, and it's like, yeah. And that's the way the woman's brain actually operates all the fucking time. Like we, mm-hmm. we, it's really, really difficult to, to focus. And that is inside the bedroom or outside the bedroom. Right. So we have, we just are always going and most of us are doing a million things, men and women are doing a million things. But then what happens is when we be, try to get to that intimate stage, like it's really hard for women to shut everything else down and to remove it. And so we get stuck in our heads and not into our bodies. And then it's all bad, then we can't even get anywhere. So having that communication of being like, hey, you know what, like, I can't even function today. And then, you know, and then knowing that, oh, I know, and I support him when he's going through that. And so everything's normal. It's not this huge dysfunction that's happening. You know? Yeah, normalizing the different like libido changes and life ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. And so thing other things will too. I definitely relate to being super in my head and just stressed and like especially I think as an entrepreneur. Me too. It's just <laughs> right, you're doing a million things and you've got all these ideas. Like, do you have any good advice for someone else who might be able to relate to this too? Of like, how can we drop out of our head and into? How do I turn it off, Allison? Yeah, yeah. like solve my problem. Lots, (laughs) lots of plant medicine. Yeah, Um, team plant medicine for sure. Yeah. Um, Well, this is like the mass majority of all of us, especially especially women, and where they've actually did a study. Johnson and uh, Masters and Johnson was one of the very first uh, studies that were done on women about the lead and build up into an orgasm and the disassociation that happens because we're distracted. So they actually like put all this, you know, all the brain stuff and all those stickers and all the things. And they studied women and you could see in the graph exactly when they disassociated, when they started worrying Mm -hmm. about um, what they looked like, when they started to worry about their to-do list, when they started to do something because there's a, there's a um, knowledge loop that happens from your brain to all to your vulva to any any of your erogenous zones, right? And that signal gets disrupted. And it also has an issue if we have like blocked um, chakras. So if we have anything that's going on, then that can instantly um, stop an orgasm. So it's like really there's so many challenges for women to actually reach an orgasm compared to men. Men don't have to go through any channels. It's just centralized. 
And so when we are stuck in our heads, it's almost nearly freaking impossible. And so what I tell women to do is a lot of times it's making sure that you start to set up your space for being able to relax, for being able to feel safe and allow yourself plenty of time for that. So instead of it being like, oh, like I'm kind of in the mood and I have a Zoom meeting at, you know, in 45 minutes, so I should be totally good. But then your brain is like, okay, I have to think about the time. I got to think about this. I got to think about that. There's no way anything that's that's going to happen. So I tell people like as much as we do not like to schedule sex because that's kind of boring, but it's also the flip side of it is allowing yourself to get the shit that you need to get done done so that way you can just be in the moment and being yeah. like okay i maybe do a brain dump maybe do a to-do list and be like no more distractions turn the fucking phone off turn things off and drop put some really good like sensual music on maybe drop in do some deep breaths almost like a meditation right and get into your body and then allow extra time to just be in the moment and don't rush anything and do not put that expectation of an orgasm at the end because that it, it makes it almost impossible. I love that but point I, of view. I never thought about that. Like this isn't a box to check. Stop worrying about like orgasm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I yes. like that perspective. It's the only box to check, let's be honest. <laughs> 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 Well, what's the beautiful thing is, is it actually is the best reward, but that best reward isn't going to happen if we expect it to happen. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's kind of like a reverse psychology thing. It's like, you're going to tell your body, no, 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 I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about it. I'm worried. And then you're going to be like, wow, that was worth it. Right. Like, (laughs) so it's, it's kind of one of those, like, it's like a mind trick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like in, in sports, right. Where you're like, at golf like okay please do not hit this in the water please do not hit this in the water and then where's it gonna go of course straight <laughs> the into water. the water right yeah. you like willed it yep. into something right so in the same way you're like yeah it's, it's happening soon it's happening, it's happening and then you're right it never comes no pun intended yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I really didn't mean to do that one but <laughs> <laughs> that, was good, that was good that was perfect that was perfect uh, jesus so but yeah like Allison, the, when you yeah. say like don't like faking the orgasm is like the worst thing that you could do if you know that you're just kind of like that's not going to happen do you feel like it it, even if you've taken the pressure off of yourself do you feel like it's still beneficial to like tell your partner like I'm good we don't this doesn't have to happen yeah I think there's that's the way I would approach it and I think that if we really show up in a brand new relationship with like confidence in communication being like, Hey, like this is the way I hope things kind of flow. And then, and and being really open from the very beginning of it, I think it makes a difference. And I think that Mm -hmm. I, we live in such a crazy world that it's like the pressure of somebody being like, well, they're just going to, you know, slide right or slide left or you, you guys, probably know better than I do. I haven't been on any of these apps, but, um, <laughs> neither have I. So I'm like, yeah, you would know. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's, I don't know, whatever slide, whatever the fuck direction mm-hmm. that they're going to move on. 
you know, to the next person. And that's what, mm-hmm. that a lot of women have this fear of like not giving in to sex just because they don't want to move on to the next one and they want to have a chance with this person. And it's like, I recommend you just stand, be, be solid and know who you are and be so confident in your, your sexuality and the what you want that you're not going to let that person push you in that direction. You're going to be like, Hey, I'm really good because I know how to pleasure myself. And if this isn't going to go, you know, not in a nice way, but I just think (laughs) the more that we can like root ourselves into our own personal pleasure, the more we won't be like pushed into something we don't want to be pushed into. Mm. That makes sense. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I've loved this conversation so much. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about all this. And also, I feel like we should link up that freebie you talked about in the show notes so oh, we yeah. can do that for I'm the listeners because I think that yeah. would be super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I will send that over to you. The only other thing I want to touch on real quickly because we didn't forget, we didn't mention it was just the health aspect of even mm. knowing your body too. Yeah. Because the reason why I'm so passionate about that is I don't know about you guys, but like this cancer stuff. I mean, I know it's everywhere, but it seems like it's tenfold right now. Like since this whole COVID thing happened, like everybody around me is dealing with some type of cancer. And so that's another huge push for me on like educating women on their bodies, because not only, not only could we be missing something if we're not comfortable touching our own breasts, right? And I did that little, I think Brooke saw it, that little new idea of how to do a breast exam without feeling like you're doing a breast exam. And so like really being in touch with that and then being um, really comfortable with with your yoni and being what's going on in there. It's that whole connection of just either completely ignoring it or not healing micro traumas, either from past relationships or major traumas you know, from rape or things like that, where they're absolutely horrible, the body keeps score of all that. So next thing you know, it's like, it's really not uncommon for women that are really disassociated with their bodies to end up with breast cancer, end up with ovarian cancer, things like that, that they have just completely ignored. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and I'm not saying that's the case for everybody by any means, but it's a lot of like, you want to, you, we want to be so, aware of our bodies and in a positive energy with it, not in it because you can be really in touch with your body and just hate it. Right. And just be really <laughs> negative. So I don't Very want good that. Point, yeah. not, that is not what I'm encouraging by any means. So it's, that's also a big thing to add yeah. is we have to know this. We have to. And for anyone listening, who's interested in exploring that side of health, because I think we're starting to see more, trauma-informed care and we're starting to see more research about it highly recommend checking out um two books when the body says no and when the body keeps score kind of similar concepts but they mention a lot of this research and like how cancer and repressed anger like these how these things are connected and when we start to see certain aspects of people like they were talking about ALS, like really, really nice people get ALS. Like why is this personality trait associated with the disease? So um, Gaber Mate especially has like incredible podcasts and, and work that talks a lot about this. It's fascinating. Yeah, I love that. I think the more we can just learn about our bodies, like the better we'll be. And like no, like educate our bodies from 
ourselves because like, as you guys know, with nutrition and fitness and all that stuff, like I used to go insane because people would come to me all the time with the newest, latest and greatest. Da, 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 and you're like, oh, my God, stop researching. Like you're the information that's on the Internet is not good. Like, come talk to a professional. Come talk to somebody that actually is doing this type of work because they're going to have the right information, not not what is it web web md that's going to tell yeah. you you're going to die <laughs> oh god <laughs> and so uh definitely follow um allison on instagram i'm we're going to link it up in the show notes but it's just great to have that information and to see it there because it's like we never this is the education about our bodies we never got so mm -hmm. the time is now you know yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm super grateful to have chatted with you guys. And if there's anything that anybody has any questions, like if things came up, any of your listeners come up with questions, just shoot them my way. I'd be super happy to answer any of them. And we could do another live or something. Um, yeah. On Instagram. Yes. Yeah, we could do Instagram it. live about it. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to do a quick outro for us as we head on out for this amazing episode. We all are currently accepting clients. Maybe uh, Roe's going to survive PhD first, but he is accepting clients <laughs> for after. Uh, but Roe is the master of all things exercise and performance. You can hear his groans in the background as he thinks about this. <laughs> uh, but he's an incredible coach and does really good online programming that I enjoy. And Nicole is our non-diet dietitian, helping you know your body better so you can feel better through nutrition and lifestyle support. And myself and the amazing West Nutrition Co team, we specialize in using lab testing to support active bodies and solving digestive and hormonal symptoms. Definitely give us a follow on Instagram at healthunfilteredpod, and you can find all of us individually on Instagram from there. We usually have a lot of good free content that you can learn on nutrition and exercise and holistic health. Definitely rate us, share us, leave a review only if it's nice. The negative ones go to row. Uh, but for real, it helps us grow the podcast. So definitely rate us. We appreciate you clicking those five stars. You know what I mean? And on that note, Nicole, take us out. Cue that music. Bang, bang. Yes. Bye, everybody. Peace out, everyone. It was great having you on, Allison. Yeah, it was nice Thank meeting you, you guys. Yeah.